Hello, I'm Sean Capri, gamer, podcaster, human being. Every day, millions of podcasts are downloaded onto smart cellular telephones. These are incredible devices that have changed our lives for the better, but sadly, more podcasts are going unrated on iTunes now more than ever. An unrated podcast can suffer dire consequences. But if you act today, if you review We The GamerCast right now, you can ensure this cute little hungry podcast will get the nutrition and education it needs to grow up to be a doctor or a teacher. If you rate We The GamerCast on iTunes today, screen cap your review and tweet at Sean Capri, hashtag WeTheGamerCast, and we'll send you a photo of Sean eating a gluten-free sandwich and reading a comic book. We'll also read your review at the top of the show. To make the biggest impact, you can show your support with a haiku review. Don't let your favorite podcast go hungry. Support Canadian creators today and help end sappy appeals like this one. Welcome to episode 112 of We The Gamer Cast, the official podcast of WeTheNerdy.com, and it comes to you on iTunes, Google Play, and mother-loving YouTube every single Monday. Thank you for being here, hitting thumbs up, and subscribing, and rating us on iTunes, and sharing on all the good stuff that you guys do. I have to do a bit of a subdued, you know, if somebody should have told me not to scream hey at the beginning of every episode, because one day you're going to have a baby who's going to have to sleep through that. So uh, some days are a little bit more energetic than others. Link is down for a nap at the moment. This is the time that I've got to do this. But guys, I'm getting way ahead of myself, because if you're new... Here's the deal. Every week I have Sweet Hangs with a Stranger from the Internet. We talk about video games. And if you want to be part of the show, it's easy. Tweet at me, at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. There is so much stuff happening. There's all these games. October 27th has now passed. Mario, Assassin's Creed. What the heck else? Uh, Wolfenstein came out. All these different things. And uh, aside from those games, tons of stuff going on outside of all of those, all of those things. I've got my Xbox One X, thanks to Xbox Canada. Uh, that video unboxing is up on youtube.com slash we the nerdy right now. You can also see a gallery of newborn photos that Chelsea did. <laughs> it's so awesome, guys. Like, you have to go check it out. I have the video and a few pictures, but if you want to see what a brand new console looks like wrapped up and placed nicely in a, in a, in a basket, having a quiet nap, um, we have some, you know, some of those for you. So a, a little different. Check out the unboxing. I really appreciate it, guys. And again, thank you so much to Xbox One, uh, or Xbox, I guess, for sending the Xbox One. I'll be having my impressions up very, very soon. I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. But for now, the, the unboxing is there. I'm getting a little ahead of myself as well. Guys, there's so much. I skipped, but not on purpose. I just have so much to be excited about. Thank you to our platinum and all of our producers and all of our amazing people at patreon.com slash make us better you guys seriously that's why 
I think I got an Xbox. Honestly, like it's because of the support, it's because of the engagement, and because of everybody at patre- patreon.com slash make us better, like our platinum executive producers, Corey Hicks, our gold executive producer, Sheldon Benedict, and all our gentlemen <laughs> executive producers, Nick Militia, Joel Brooks, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, James uh, Jesse Armstrong, sorry, Glocko Schaefer, Joey Hare, David Ray, and Mike Drummy. There are just so many of you guys. I can't even believe it. Thank you guys so, so much. So much to be excited about. So much to talk about. Big congratulations, by the way. Not to brag. Adam Leonard just had a baby girl. So shout out to Adam. Everybody I know is uh, jumping on board. But if you haven't already, reach out to The Art of Adam L. He did my Twitter profile. He is so talented. He did all the artwork for many shows that that you like and listen to. Megadad's obviously his. But if we ran Nintendo and many others, I know a lot of you have reached out to adam leonard for that uh so i'm excited for him i don't know how you're gonna manage to do that dude that was that was bad timing on on your part um so thank you and congratulations adam hopefully hopefully you're getting some sleep man um i can't imagine two i'm terrified for two are you kidding me holy crap um i've spent the last week away i spent about four nights hold up in a hotel room i brought my xbox so that was kind of sweet but I was going a little batty, and I wanted to say thank you to uh, to David Moore, Johnny Casino, and then informant Annie Penizek, uh for keeping me company because I was going a little going a little crazy. I dove into Shadow of War just a ton, and I am hopelessly hooked on that game. I it it does this weird thing where it makes you think you're farther along than you are. Like it has these little like victories and these little wins that you can celebrate along the way. Like, Oh, you completed that little checklist of, of missions, but guess what? That just unlocked this whole other thing. And you're like, okay, I got to go finish that. So I'm, I'm hooked. I'm in the loop. I'm about to finish act two. And I don't know how, how long act three is. I, now the panic starts to set in because I, it's kind of like when you don't want to put yourself out there, you don't want to be vulnerable. Like I, I kind of was had my guard up on this one, and now that I love the game, I don't want to be hurt by it. I don't. <laughs> I have other things to get to. Luckily, Amazon and Nintendo can't get their stuff together because I still don't have uh, Mario Odyssey. Everybody else is putting screenshots up. I look on my Switch, and and fourteen people are all playing Odyssey all at the same time. To me, the game hasn't even come out yet. Like that's kind of how far removed I am. So thank you, Amazon, for that. I really appreciate it. It's it's so awesome. I guess I'll just play. How do I have an Xbox early and I don't have Mario, which I paid for legitimately? Like that's kind of messed up. But whatever. I guess I'll I guess I'll just play. I guess I'll just play Xbox on uh, Super Sample 1080p and all that good stuff. Guys, I have been so busy and it's so great because every freaking day, actually, it seems. I'm going to be guesting on a bunch of podcasts. Last week, if you didn't know, I was on the PlayStation podcast with my good friend, Joseph Moran, who you know from this show many times, E3 episodes and a traditional episode. I love that kid. Um, one of my favorite maybe guest appearances ever. Uh, maybe it's just because he was pumping my tires a little bit and giving me high fives, telling me I'm doing a good job and pat my back and stuff. But I... I think we had some really nice, evolved, intelligent conversations about some of the topics that you've heard people kind of regurgitate the same things over and over again. And I try really, really hard not to do that. And in doing so, who knows? You might discover something that you haven't heard before. So if you haven't already, go subscribe to the PlayStation Podcast because I'm going to be back this week. We're going to talk about Paris Games Week. Uh, I'm going to be doing that on the PlayStation Podcast as well as OK Beast with Blessing. Are you guys kidding me? Holy crap. So... 
couple guest spots, PlayStation podcast, OKBs. I'm going to talk more about OKBs again next week because I, I'm not sure. This is going to be a little bit of a different format, I think. Maybe a bit of an interview. I'm not sure, but look forward to that. If you haven't already subscribed to OKBs, like those guys are killing it. I've talked about Alex Van Aken and his, uh, his video essays a ton. You should be checking them out on youtube.com slash OKBs, listening to their shows. They are what I'm striving for, guys. Honestly, like they are, they're the, they're the kids who I'm like, man, I wish I was doing that when I was 20 years old. Holy crap. These guys are absolutely spectacular. I can't wait to be on the show. Blessing and Joseph. I'll be returning to, uh, the PlayStation podcast. And one other thing, episode 100, Game Moves podcast, Brock McLaughlin, Ryan Turford, Drew McMillan. Guys, I'm going to be there in just a couple of hours after recording this. We are going to celebrate your 100th episode by talking about the best games ever. I've put together a list of my top 10 games. So if you guys want to find what, what I've come up with, I don't even know if I can really stand it. Top 10 lists are so hard. It's so incredibly hard. So I'm going to be going through that with the guys from Game Moves Podcast. So please, Game underscore Moves underscore Cast is on Twitter. Of course, I'll be sharing this on my Twitter. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. Tons of stuff happening. I'm excited to dive into the Xbox One X. Uh, again, you can find that unboxing at youtube.com slash we the nerdy, uh, came with a whole crap load of free games. I don't know if you guys have seen people sharing this. It, I don't want to be like humble brag, like, Oh, look at this. I got all these things, but I wanted to let you guys know that I have quite a few of the games that they gave. And so we're going to be giving them away. I'm kind of trying to come up with a, a great way to, uh, to incentivize the giveaway and also make sure that we're doing the best thing for probably the Xbox drive. Try to get that show. That probably makes the most sense rather than, rather than this show. So follow the Xbox drive. It's just at the Xbox drive. We're going to be figuring out a, a giveaway games like Destiny, Gears of War, Halo 5, Halo 3. Uh, what the heck else was there? I think FIFA was in there. Madden 18. There's a whole four to seven, whole bunch of stuff, guys. We're going to be giving them all away. So, be on the lookout for that at the Xbox Drive. I can't freaking wait. Assassin's Creed Origins was one of those games that that came with it. That, that one I'm keeping for me. That one I can't wait to see. I'm hearing great things about how it looks on the X. So I'll be jumping into that uh, very soon. Stay tuned for impressions. Guys, this episode is so incredible. Like this whole week is just like an explosion of awesomeness. Uh, we're closing out our October, our first month of returning guests. Thanks to everybody on patreon.com slash make us better. Um, God, ne- ne- um, November is going to be Nintendo dad's month. We've got Zach Erickson and Justin Masson coming up. There is just too much to even fathom. I've got pages and pages of notes to go over, but I think that's probably going to be enough because you're here because Sissy Jones was on my computer screen. <laughs> I was going to say, we, t- we talked in person, but through the uh, connection of the internet. So thank you so much to Sissy Jones. You guys know her probably from Firewatch and we get into it, but this all came about because I was being a bit of a, a sarcastic Twitter person talking about how Firewatch wasn't game of the year. And then Sissy joined the conversation. So that was interesting. So I, I decided at that time, I will strike while the iron is hot and just ask her to come on. And I think we had a tremendous conversation. I want to give a high five to John Wall. Thanks to you, man. Uh, this, this wouldn't be possible without you. So I appreciate you and your love for Firewatch and everybody who loves Firewatch. I'm just saying, it wasn't my game of the year. All right. Why don't we go ahead and get into it? You know her, Sissy Jones is on Twitter at Sissy Speaks. Here she is, Sissy Jones.
Okay, so I understand I am on the record of this. This point. is, yes, yeah, so stop shit talking. No more, none of that. We'll just launch it right now. I, I really enjoy do- starting the show like that. So then people think <laughs> that we just spent the last 20 minutes like talking about talking about somebody that, that they might know. Maybe like uh, our good friend, John Wall, who you came to the rescue. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to start right here, sissy, because I'm actually shocked that you're here. Because this all came to be because... I've been kind of poking fun at a good friend of mine, John Wall from the Mega Dads, that his favorite game in, gen- in the of the generation, game of the year, game of the decade, is Firewatch. So Yay. congratulations! <laughs> I've, he's not the only one, and I and I've been playing the Devil's Advocate, maybe a little playfully so. And I was <laughs> I was a little embarrassed on Twitter not too long ago when when he called me out, and I'm like. Sissy has no idea the context that, of what's happening here. All it looks like is that I'm being a troll on the internet, shitting all over all over Firewatch. To be fair, I didn't read anything that you said. I, <laughs> if there's one thing I have learned in a position of like somewhat public facing work is like don't read the comments. Fair. Uh, uh, so I have no idea what you said, but um, but the the well the now idea, I just now I'm embarrassed. Well, shit. Now I'm gonna have to read it. and I'm gonna be like, why did I agree to talk to that guy? Um, exactly. No, you know. There's so much hatred right now, and there's so much people not listening to the other side, and 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 kind of my my mission in life is to accept people and to to talk with people mm-hmm. who may agree with me. Not that you're like political about anything, but uh, you know, it never hurts to be kind. No, so. that's true. Well, I, I'm Canadian, so I don't even I'm not even allowed to partake in all <laughs> the conversations that are happening. Oh, uh, but I'm sure you could. <laughs> well. Uh, no, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say there's there's a couple Canadians shot in the Las Vegas shooting, so that was a little upsetting uh, for me. But we, but we won't go there. I did want to talk to you about because you still you still engage. Like even though we were talking a little bit about Firewatch, and I just want to put it out there. I loved it. It just wasn't my game of the year. So that's the context that we're diving into. And that's the great thing about games. It doesn't have to be your game of the year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You don't even have to like it. You don't have to like Delilah. You don't have to like Henry. You don't have to like anything. Mm-hmm. But that's games. There's something for everyone, and that is what I love. How was it for you? Because, like, when I think of Delilah, I think of E3, and I remember hearing your voice coming on the stage and just, like, being, I have got to play this game. Like, who is this woman? What is happening here? This Firewatch captured my attention from the moment that I saw it displayed. So... What was that experience like having, I mean, you've been in games before, you've had, you've been doing this a little while now, uh, but for that moment, that was kind of a big deal. It really was. Um, so it was my first job as a voice actor was for The Walking Dead. Um, right. I played Katya gotcha. in season one and then a slew of others. But that's where I met Sean and Jake who wrote Firewatch, mm-hmm. uh, who made Firewatch. And um, they kind of approached me a couple of years after The Walking Dead, and they were like, hey, we've left Telltale. We're writing our own thing with a female lead. Are you in? And I was like, yeah. Of course. Because um, you say yes. And, uh, <laughs> y- you know, so that in and of itself was kind of a dream scenario. Right. Because it just doesn't happen in my line of work. It's it's nonstop auditions that you either hear back that you booked or you never hear from again mm. until you hear them on the radio or the television, and you go, oh, shit, that's what they want. I guess that um, works. Yeah, and so to work on that was such a dream. And then that particular trailer that you're talking about, um, none of that dialogue is actually in the gameplay. Right. <laughs> because Sean was like, I don't want to give away the game. Like, I hate it oh, when trailers okay. everything that, that's going to happen in the game. So I want to set the scene. I want it to be moody. I want there to be suspense. 
but uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away the the baby. I love it. Right. And so so recording that, you know, it took us a couple of tries to really get what they wanted. And mm. then um, hearing that I was at that conference for E3. I was at the Sony conference and hearing it come on. I was like, ah, right? it, was crazy. it was crazy. It's still crazy because I think people really do. I, I don't know, maybe for some people uh, connect with Henry a little bit more. But for me, it was Delilah right from the very beginning. So like when they say female lead, like you're you're pretty much the like would you say that's the lead character in the game? Like what a what a mysterious persona that you were able to capture. Like who is this person? What is her motivation? Like all those like typical actor things. But yeah. I I've never been so intrigued by a character like that. Like I I like that, but for me the game just wasn't like, "Oh, I love playing this but like the the performances and the way it was written everything about it was was engrossing so i do understand why people are so captivated by it so was that conveyed to you very early on that 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 was kind of the goal was to have people wondering what's with delilah like she's do we like her do we hate her do we trust her what how does that sort of uh creation come about so I think for Sean, who wrote the game, it was kind of an exercise in loneliness and, mm-hmm. and loss. And what happens to us when we go through incredible loss? What do we do? Okay, we run away. Great. So we've run away and now we're lonely. And how do we fill that void? Mm-hmm. So for him, it was, you know, let's let's create this this feeling of paranoia and uh, and want and um, and and uncertainty in my loneliness and what does that do mm-hmm. but his whole thing and i know that the ending for a lot of people was really um anticlimactic and i get it but his whole thing was like this is kind of more of like a like what happens in real life so mm-hmm. let's say i mm-hmm. let's say i'm home let's say my husband's traveling let's say it's just me every sound i'm like oh my god someone's breaking in yeah oh my god there's a, there's a ghost <laughs> in my house right like yeah. something crazy in real life, it's it's never that complex. It's yeah. always a simple answer, and so I think that was really his 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 kind of going force about the whole thing was like we can make it as crazy as we want, and we can have it be aliens, and we can have it be Delilah's in on the conspiracy. Mm. In real life, it would never be it would never be that, and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of where he was going with it. Is is um, you can have this perfect little slice of life where you meet this person and. And you promise that you're going to be pen pals forever, and yeah. then it happens, and you move on. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I guess that I was maybe I wanted. I wanted to meet Delilah. Maybe, maybe that was the thing that was missing for me. Spoilers: Go. you don't ever get to meet Delilah. <laughs> you never, you never see her. But I guess but, I just did. I guess that, that now I finally have my closure. I'm, I'm meeting Delilah right now. Well, and and purely technically speaking, eight people made that game. Yeah. And if you think about the amount of work it takes to create a face and mm-hmm. to create mouth movement and eye blinks and breath in a person, that's why it was a walking sim. Ask right? Bioware about that. Exactly. So this was eight people on a shoestring budget, mm-hmm. and they still managed to deliver something thought-provoking and beautiful. And it may not have been everybody's game of the year, um, and I certainly understand that, but but it made you think. When did you realize that you had something special though like was it basically i mean these guys have the walking dead as part of their you know their cv so you know that you're walking into something pretty great but at what point during the process and even your participation as a voice as an actor in it 
is separate from the rest of the game. So, like, do you even get a sense that you're in for something, or is it just part of the script? Is it more like a movie that plays out for you that you're like, yeah, this is going to be good? The second Sean asked me, I was like, this is going to be something special. I know these guys. I know they're perfectionists. I know the quality that they put forward. Yeah. Um, And so... I, you know, there was never a hesitation for me of like, oh, God, is this going to bomb? Um, <laughs> you know, which is a scary thing when it's my name, uh, you know, Rich Summers. Right at the top. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Not humans. What were you were humans? I looked up on uh, on Shadow <laughs> of War. You were you were credited as humans. So congratulations. A bit and of a stretch. In, the patch, in the patch, I'm actually also Nazgul. So, oh, you know, nice. um, yeah. How did they yeah. leave that out? <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Uh, I had to go do an, and do some pickups for some stuff that got left out. So oh, nice. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was my first lead. I mean, I'd been <laughs> I'd been hired to do leads and other things, and then I'd been fired because I didn't have enough social media following. Seriously. Um, yeah. So, but this was my first lead. Like mm-hmm. this, and it was it was exciting and it was terrifying. And but then. When they got rich and I, so rich and I live like a mile apart from each I other. You're saying when they got rich, like when they got paid. Richard, oh, good old Dick, good old tricky Dick. Um, but when they got rich on board, mm-hmm. um, and we did our first session, and so we we live a mile apart from each other in Los Angeles. We've right. never met. I've never watched Mad Men. Don't tell him. <laughs> um, but. We so we we filmed chronologically or we recorded chronologically. We recorded as a conversation, which again mm. in video games never happens. Right. Um, so I was in my home studio, he was in his home studio, and we skyped in together and recorded just like this. I recorded in this room. Um and so we started uh recording on that first night where she's like, So what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, she has no idea who this guy is, mm-hmm. he has no idea who she is. That's perfect. She's a little drunk. Um <laughs> <laughs> and we we went on from there, and the ease with which it happened was was um, it was really incredible. And then mm-hmm. we had actually recorded an alternate ending. We had recorded an alternate ending where about two thirds of the way through, Delilah tells Henry she's crazy. He's crazy, and to leave her the f alone, mm-hmm. and she goes radio silent for the rest of the game. And the team came back, and they were like, "It doesn't work. We yeah. need we need this conversation to happen. It's what drives the game." You know, I'm, I, we, we're finding ourselves walking through, like trying to pick up the radio and nothing's happening. Right. So, so they wrote a whole different ending. Um, and that again, like that's like, okay, well, it's the human engagement part of it. Mm-hmm. That's really makes it work. And Rich and I had a great rapport. We, we got along really well. We've become friends since. Um, it was, it was just easy. It was like a zipper. It just, yeah. it's. It's like a zipper. I love that. It's just yeah. gonna like fit together. Not not the just broken fit. zipper. Yeah, it's just it that nice like, little like oh, that like feels banging good. your head up against the wall or anything. It just happened. It was right. so. It was so effortless. It's funny because you mentioned a couple things that I want to dive into. And this is we're gonna go all over the place. Whether or not we come back to the answer to the question, it doesn't matter. People, Sorry, that's people. Not like- my coffee oh so same with me i that was I, i'm like wait a minute i've got 15 minutes okay that's that's more than enough time to to brew a little coffee and make my make me talk 10 times faster by the end of this um i want to talk about the social media thing that you mentioned too because i was i've been noticing and, and anybody who's really into games the way that that we are 
notices the same names popping up over and over and over again. Shadow of War. I mean, Troy Baker. Does he does he need any more work? Like the guy is in everything, and I yes. and he's and extremely he's talented, and he and he's a great musician, and he's handsome. I hate <laughs> his guts. Like seriously, no, I, he's absolutely amazing. Um, what is it about? Like we start to see the same names. Kind of, like, is there is there a name recognition that that happens that pushes copies of games? Is that is that well, a you thing? Tell me. If you're a gamer, does it matter to you that uh, XYZ celebrities in a game? Does it matter? I mean, not okay. So if I if I'm brutally honest, I think maybe I go like, "Oh, look at me! Look how much I know about video games! I recognize that." Like, I don't know if necessarily it's quite the same as like Will Smith or like leading a movie in that way because you don't. Maybe it's because you don't see them. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I guess in a way that. When I know you're in a game or Troy, ba- Troy Baker or Nolan North, we know that we're going to get like top tier performances. But I got to think that there are even more talented people out there than kind of the dozen or so that come to mind. Well, I think it's I think it's two things. If a studio has the money um, to pay for those people, they know they're going to get what they need in one or two takes and they can move on. And interesting. Go to- yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which was which was very interesting with the strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you followed all of that, but it yes. you know, a lot of stuff went non-union. Life is strange went non-union, which broke my effing heart. Mm-hmm. Um but I I have friends at large video game companies when the strike ended and they were like, "Oh, thank you Jesus." Like, you know, we we would right. get a batch of of a hundred auditions, non-union auditions from somebody recording from a flip phone in their parents' pantry mm. and you know, out of, 50, <laughs> out of 50 auditions, there might be one that hit the mark. Whereas right. union casting call out of 10 auditions, there are four that hit the mark. Right. You know, so, so that it's, so it's a known quantity for sure. You know, with Troy Baker, you know, with Laura Bailey, you know, mm-hmm. with you're going to get awesome, amazing top tier talent. Mm-hmm. They doing, they hit the mark. You, it's not going to take a ton of time. It's going to cost you a little more, but you get what you pay for. That's so interesting because that's completely the opposite end of what the gamer would think. Like, but also coming to the same conclusion is that you know that when these people are in the game, I'm going to get a great performance. And if nothing else, you may even be surprised by the range that they're showing, which is kind of, I guess, what what you're saying. It comes part of the casting is that you know that there's going to be range. You know that you're not just going to get the same performance. So Mm -hmm. that's super. That's super interesting. The the part that I take. Uh, that I have a hard time with is that social media following is starting to play into who gets the role. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, I'll be on Twitter. I'll joke around. I'll, I'll like post random stuff. I don't like posting about my personal life. Right. Um, I, you know, Instagram, I'll post stupid pictures, whatever. Um, but, but I don't think it speaks to what my talent is. Interesting. I don't think it speaks to my ability to convey a character, to to get you to invest emotionally in a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and half of the time when someone is hired for that, <clears throat> on top of their talent, so it's talent and social media. Right, um, of course. They don't even talk about it on social media. So mm. it's like, well then... What was the point? What is the, and, and are you going to put it in my contract that I have to tweet about it? Because mm-hmm. that's another point. It's like, okay, well, listen, you hired me to be your voice. I'm not your marketing engine. Mm. So you it's got this, the name on there. So that's isn't that enough? Well, 
for some it is yeah. and for some it isn't. Right. Which it's it's an interesting time in video games. There's a lot of things shifting. Um, and I love working in games. I think games are so much fun. It's such a great way to tell stories and to engage people in a way that movies and television just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some necessary evils, I guess, that come along with it. Uh, you know, and, and I, I was talking to my agent and I was like, should I just go out and buy followers? Like I've got 4,000 <laughs> something, but if they, if they want more followers, I'll go buy some. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you know, those aren't the clients you want. Right. Well, that's the thing too, is that, is that, you know, the numbers aren't everything. And it's funny how it, that ultimately is what people look at when it comes to sponsorship and promotion things. It's, you know, all knowing, well, it's actually about the engagement, but it's that's a much harder thing to measure. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a I have a very very humble social media following, but we do really well with people sharing and giving back and conversing with us. And, and you're enjoying what you're doing. This is amazing! Like, are you kidding right? me? This is the best. Yeah, yeah. I, like I get to meet you and so many other incredible people because you do what you love first. Um, I want to. I, I would, sorry, go ahead. I would, and I real quick. I would say the same for me. You know, I started in Silicon Valley. I worked yep. for ten years in high tech, and I hated my freaking life. Mm. And and I stumbled into voiceover by sheer dumb luck. Yep. And I happened to have a knack for it. And I happened to get an agent at the right time. And we moved to Los Angeles, and the rest is history. You know, so yep. I get to do what I love. I have gripes here and there, of course. But for the most part, I can't complain. It's pretty great. I really can't. It's a great job. I I'm able to live a wonderful life. I wake up excited every day instead of, you know, when I worked in the, in the Silicon Valley waking up and my first thought was, (laughs) (laughs) I just saw a picture of like a whole slew of people just working on their laptops on the train or on the bus to work. And somebody was like, this is what makes Silicon Valley like the best workers ever. Right. And, and that's what everybody, all the comments below were like, that looks that looks happy to you? Like, do those people look, look thrilled to you? So I, the point yeah. was that they're, that they're extremely hardworking. Of course, that people yeah. in high tech are, but yeah, like 90 hour weeks minimum. I mean, Oh honey, I was pulling 120 hour weeks. Serious. Are there even that many? Hours? I don't know. I can't do the math, sissy. I don't think anybody can do the math to know how it many hours there are in a week. It what, was mad. What and were I, you doing? And what wasn't I doing? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, I was working for startups and yeah. in startups, it is, all oh, hands all on hands, deck. Totally. Time. I would get text messages at three o'clock in the morning. And if I didn't answer within 10 or 15 minutes, I would get my rear end shoot out the next day in front of the whole team. What? Um, I was stuffed in an office with those horrible blinky blinky lights overhead. I was getting migraine. It was just mm-hmm. hell. It yeah. was hell. I, I personally, you could see the ambition in some people and you could see the, the tenacity, which was really, really cool. And mm-hmm. you got to see new products being ushered in. Um, but for me, I was just miserable. Mm-hmm. I was just miserable. My body was like failing. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. And I was like, this, this is not, this is not on um, this, this little rock that we're on, hurtling through space at a thousand miles an hour. This is not what life is mm-hmm. to me. God, and it's so-, so funny you say. Every now and then, somebody comes on the show and talks about how, like, the cosmic nature of all of this stuff. And I, I really connect with that. I definitely like yeah. the pale blue dot is something I think of all the time. Right. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Cosmos and I actually still want to go back and watch the original, uh, the original. I have Car- it. Do you really? I have it on TV. Yeah. I feel like that's favorite. something that should just be on TVs 
all the time. Like if nothing's on, just put on Cosmos. Like let's all let's I, all learn a little something. I have a friend who studied with Carl Sagan before Come he on. Died. He was like, it just changed my life, and I'm right? like, I'm, my life changing just listening to you. I'm not- <laughs> I, I mean, just the thought of, you know, without this individual and a and team around him, we may be still or maybe we're not even exploring space anymore. But like putting a camera on those spaceships, what a brilliant idea and turning it back around and going, we are a speck. And it's so funny. It just helps put whatever you're talking about into perspective. What were they talking about? Is Firewatch game of the year? For 2015, <laughs> who knows? But yeah, we're we're just this little 20, tiny thing. 2016. <laughs> God, I'm awful. I'm sorry. Uh, so I, I love, I love, and I feel like this is a theme with creatives actually. That that we are often pretty introspective. We think about our place in not only the universe, but in like our circles, in our networks. What role are we supposed to be playing in life? And so I always love when somebody kind of mentions that because I, I get a sense that that kind of guides you through life in terms of where you are now. So when you're in Silicon Valley, that was, I'm guessing that was one time the goal. Like you don't just end up there. Um, there's training, there's schooling, there's, I mean, there was intent. I, I am one of those people, um, and this is going to sound crazy, but I, I've always just kind of stumbled into things. Nice. Um, yep. You know, I, I graduated from college from the University of Oregon. Go Ducks. That's and, where my dad um, went. <laughs> Seriously. You what? My dad went there. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And then he came back to Canada. And he came, well, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, free healthcare. Right. Uh, but in, in 02, when I graduated, Oregon had the worst economy in the nation mm-hmm. at the time. It was right after the tech burst. Um, and... I could either move home to Idaho and live with my parents or so I was talking with a friend of a friend at a a graduation party and he was like, yeah, I'm working at a sushi restaurant in Palo Alto, California, and I'm making like 300 bucks a night in tips. And I was like, oh, I get a job. And he was like, sure. So I moved to California on a whim, Mm -hmm. terrified my parents, Um, (laughs) worked at the sushi restaurant, uh, had to get a second job at Wells Fargo. Oh, no. Sorry, Wells Fargo. I know you've hired me for commercials since then. Love you. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> but no, I was a customer service rep. It was it was all the the lawsuits that are happening now. Yeah, is because of the shit that was happening then, and awesome. I, I quit that job. It was terrible. But um, through working at the restaurant, I met some people that were partners at a venture capital firm, mm-hmm. which are the the big places that put the money into the startup companies. And they were like, "You seem really nice. You want to come work for our VC?" And I was like. Sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I went to work for the VC. I started as a receptionist and then I was good and they promoted me to an assistant. So I did that. And then they had a, a startup company that needed an office manager. Hmm. And so I went into the office management thing. And then, I mean, it just kind of happened. So but I think literally that, the opposite of intent. Well, I knew. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I love yeah. how like what about server working at this? You're serving at the restaurant or doing something. Mm-hmm. So there's a performance element there as well. Like was it, well, where, just a where the arts in all of this? It's just a social ability. Right. You know, if you're, if you're easy to work with and easy to be around, mm-hmm. people want to sit in your section. Right? right. Um, and, and I would, and I have had this conversation with my husband a lot lately too, in that what I do as a voice actor is like, let's call it 20% talent. <clears throat> and the rest, <clears throat> the rest of it is hustle. The rest of yeah. it is, is being likable. 
being easy to be around, being directable, um, being somebody that other people want to work with, mm-hmm. making sure people know what who who I am, what's my name, what am I good at, you know. Uh, so it's doing workshops and having lunches and and going to networking events and. But. And, Network, yeah. Sorry, networking events make me kind of have a reaction. No, and they they used to make me feel that way too. Yeah. But the voiceover community is awesome. Mm, it's mm-hmm. really some of the coolest people. So I love hanging out with them. I love going to Comic Con with my voiceover friends. Nice, yeah, and like going to the the hotel after the day of craziness at the floor and just bullshitting with people. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yeah. But, but that's but that's a that's the biggest <clears throat> the two biggest unsung parts of my career are networking, hustle and and auditioning, mm-hmm. which is frequent and unpaid. Uh so what is that like? So you you, you get a call up for an audition you're recording in your house. Like how much do you typically know about what you're going for? Is it is it the is the majority games? You kind of talked a little bit about doing stuff for Wells Fargo, but you've really kind of carved out a niche for uh, for video games. <clears throat> I do a lot of commercial. Yeah, I do a lot of video games. Um, I do a lot of uh, narration. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to do some animation. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, it's been super fun. Um, but. Uh, you, you know, it, it, any week varies. I could mm-hmm. get seven auditions. I could get 30. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I'll try to go to my agent's office if I can, or I'll do them from home. And then, and then, you know, mm-hmm. then you send them out into the ether and you hope you hear back because otherwise you don't. Yeah. So how do you uh, balance it? Because I imagine you want to put your best foot forward, but good God, there's just a thousand of these things that happen. Like, how how are you able to kind of keep your your mind and your sanity in terms of I want I I want this so badly I need to get this part this job this thing but at the same time like when you put yourself out there it's a very vulnerable position so to do that over and over and over again like how are you able to keep your your mental health uh I have to let go of the first part okay so the, oh I need this uh, yeah. yeah so I'm going to tell you a little story. So when I first moved to LA, I had my agent, Dean Panero, who is the best. Like I, I love this guy. He, he found me when I was quote unquote, nobody and was like, Mm -hmm. you have it, you have it and let's build it and make a lot of money together. He's great. And so, uh, I moved to LA and I was so desperate because my husband was still commuting back to the Bay area and, Oh wow. uh, yeah, it was really hard. And, you know, I'd moved us here for me for this dream that wasn't even like a thing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, well, let's go give it a try, you know. <laughs> and uh, so it was very scary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's a thing in voiceover called a slate. And it is when you say your name before you go into the audition. Mm-hmm. So you're basically saying, hey, I'm Sissy Jones. Here's my audition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so every audition, I was like, okay, this has to be perfect. Ah, Sissy Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my agent my agent called me and he was like, what are you doing? He's like, you are so desperate to book. I smell it in your slate. If I can smell it, they're smelling it. smell it, it no in your slate. <laughs> and he was like, no one hires desperation. Mm-hmm. And he was absolutely right. So I took a deep step back. I started taking some classes and some workshops and some one-on-ones and uh, just shook myself out of it mm-hmm. and booked. I booked a, radio, a, 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 a grocery store that I still have to this day. Five years later, I do their weekly specials and uh, 
because I had to let go of the desperation, mm-hmm. which is it's really hard to do. I mean, it's listen, I just auditioned for a thing the other day that would have been a massive video game thing. And I and I'm not going to lie. I really wanted it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Oh, I was on the short list for it, yeah. but they a different direction and and they're Troy Baker he's just the worst he's taking everybody's <laughs> jobs you son of a bitch <laughs> uh but no I mean it was and and that's part of it is mm-hmm. like separating the 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 audition from my myself yeah that makes sense yeah that totally but just being like okay this would be super fun to get and if I don't get it it's not gonna be the end of me mm-hmm that's a yeah that this is not the end i mean you have a bit of momentum that that can carry that can carry you through how has i want to go back to quickly to um to firewatch has that been a bit of a springboard for you being the number one lead? like it gets it gets quite a bit of attention especially critically and in in that network of people who make those types of decisions you're being noticed yeah. quite a lot like did that did that change things for you at all or was it kind of just back to life as normal well it did and then the strike <laughs> of course like why not just like yes this is the the part of a lifetime one in a million chances and then yeah no we're we're not we're not working what it has done is given me like a name brand yeah so people go oh you're sissy jones mm-hmm. yeah 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 you know i really want to talk to you about this other thing that i'm working on and i'm like great oh cool you know find yeah. me. so there's that um which is which is nice you know it, mm-hmm. and the, that's the thing about delilah was that it wasn't just grenade get down (laughs) you know it really was um there was emotional depth to her and there was um there were three dimensions Mm -hmm. uh, which as women in voiceover in video games we don't often get and so uh you know it was really nice to to be able to have that and to have people now recognizing what that was and why Mm -hmm. They might want to work with me. Hi, work with me. <laughs> hey, how would you how would you describe what you would normally get if not this? I mean, I get a lot of like, uh, uh, you know, she's the sexy vixen, mm-hmm. or she's the evil queen, or she's the mom, or you know, because mm-hmm. that's where my voice sits. Like, I don't, I don't have that super high perky, uh, Kari Walgren um, mm-hmm. charm. Yeah, I, I, I'd sit in a deeper place, and uh, but the the. So many <laughs> drawings that I get are just like giant cans, little tiny waist, giant <laughs> hips, you know. Um, and I'm not talking about headphones. Right, uh, right. Uh, Only but, four people thought you might have been talking about headphones. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think we're also starting to see a shift in that mm-hmm. 50% of gamers are women. Right. And they want to see more more options. Um, you know, you see like Bethesda. Every time they put out a thing, they have a male playable and a female playable. And yep. you're starting to see more of that, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not just like, oh, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, like I, I'm in, I'm in Grand Theft Auto. Away? Yeah, yeah. And I'm literally a prostitute that you light on fire and steal my car and awesome. throw me out. Mm-hmm. So, yay. Hopefully not pulling from real life experience on, on that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you did, like, that's fine. That's every, you do you. That would be all right. But, I mean, it doesn't sound entirely pleasant. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love having. I mean, my wife games right next to me. Like we've got two awesome. TVs right next to each other, and that. And it was actually her idea. If if she had it completely her vision, it would be three TVs. So one for TV, like actually <laughs> watching TV in the middle, and then two games on the other side. And so for her, it's like, cheaper. 
I, it's, it's, are you kidding me? I mean, she <laughs> threw me like a Mario themed 28th birthday party at, at many years ago. And I was like, well, that's it. I have to marry you now. So yeah, it, it, it has definitely worked out. We named our son Lincoln so that we could nickname him Link like Zelda. Aww. So yeah. it's a, like, we are both huge, huge nerds. And your uh, daughter's Delilah. Yes. Delilah <laughs> is coming. You know what though? <laughs> Sissy, I'm really sorry. It breaks my, my, I have a three syllable rule. And it's because uh-huh. it's because we have dogs, and I, I realized that I would never want to shout out after them if it was too many syllables. I don't want to call them here, Kokanee, here, Budweiser. No, too many, too many syllables. And I've heard it. Trust me, those are those are actual examples for why I didn't want to. So yeah, I have I brought over our dog naming rules to to our children. So Delilah just sissy sense. works. I mean, I'm just saying. Is it? A, can I ask? Is it stage name? Is that your? Uh, well, it's a it's a family nickname. I've had it. Oh, cool. For, but, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> so I love, so I, the point of the whole rambling was I love being able to have me play. So we'll play like Mass Effect or Fallout as a good example. You brought up Bethesda and I'll be playing Fallout 4 and I'll be playing the guy and she'll be playing the same, but as the woman. And I'm like, who's Bonnie would, Taylor? Who's amazing? I would replay Fallout 4 as the woman because I think that performance is a thousand times better. And I get into this a little bit. Her name's Chelsea. We talk about this all the time about, uh, like we watch kind of funny. We talk, we, we listen to a lot of oh, yeah. commenters on, on the, in the gaming industry and, and what's good games has just come up. Uh, Andrew Renee and Christine Steimer and the whole crew. Love and them. I love them too. And I'm like, we listen to so many average dudes talk about video games. Hi, right here. <laughs> just average, below average even. And then you've got, Somebody like Andrea Renee or Sissy Jones, who's got to bust their ass off, who's got to be like in that top half percent for anybody to even pay attention to. And I'm like, I'd listen to average like intelligence or average performance from from women as well. Why do the average guys get all of the limelight? And for me, I'm frustrated (laughs) because I get the same thing all the time. And I can only imagine it's like 10 times for for you. Well, I think that's just what we've been used to. Yeah. You know, like as a woman in voiceover, I probably get a quarter of the auditions that my male counterparts do. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it's been. It's changing. Yeah. It's changing slowly, but it's changing. I mean, you're starting to hear uh, women in uh, in promo. So, you know, I don't know if you guys get Shonda Land up there, you know, Grey's Anatomy and um, mm-hmm. the, the whole block on ABC. And it's voiced by my dear friend, Anna Vocino. And mm-hmm. it's the I think it's one of the first times there's been a woman on network broadcast television. Okay. I've done trailers. What year is it? It's 20. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) I I just, I've done several trailers this year. Women Mm -hmm. don't do movie trailers. Yeah. Right. So the fact that I've had three, I think, uh, this year is massive. Yeah, totally. And I did, and I did one for an action movie. I did one for John Wick too. They don't, they don't have women on movie trailers for Mm -hmm. action movies. But it's it's changing slowly. Yeah, people are also starting to see in video games that women offer a, a, a maybe a more complex perspective, mm-hmm. right? And so and so you're getting what's good games, and you're getting like like one of my favorite um, video games journalists is Lucy O'Brien out of yeah. IGN Australia. I mm-hmm. love her. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant, and she and she she gives thought provoking pieces, um, and she's funny and she's mm-hmm. charming. And and she gets death threats on the daily. Seriously, and she was like, she was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of the mark of a good uh, journalist these days is how many death threats have you gotten? Oh how many gosh. times have you been threatened to be raped? And like that, 
pisses me off. No kidding that that's like it's it's happened so much that the desens that we get desensitized. Go like I guess this is a good thing. Like how how unhealthy is that? But you know it's starting conversations. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to give you credit too, even just that it comes back to why we're even here is you actually engage with an asshole like me. And like, I'm not like, I'm a promise. I'm pretty nice most of the time. Um, but yeah, like there's just so it's really unfortunate because I think it does keep a lot of people away because like, who the hell has time for that? Like smart people actually just avoid that. Like they identify that's a negative energy and I don't need that as part of my life. So you just go like, no, thanks. Well, there's a there's a safety in the anonymity of the internet. Yep. Right? So I can hide behind my username or my little egg on Twitter mm-hmm. and nobody has to know who I am and I can be whatever I want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, I choose to be me and I choose kindness and I choose uh, um, respect and I choose to, to try to engage when it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of people maybe they really enjoy pushing buttons and, and mm. seeing what makes people tick. And, uh, and I, I feel sad for them and I feel sad for the people that they're affecting. Um, but all I can do is, is affect my little sphere. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think it does help. I definitely notice that, you know, the more positivity you put out there, the more you get back and all of that kind yeah. of good stuff. Speaking yeah. of Twitter, I wanted to ask you about, you have a very brief bio, which I absolutely adore. <laughs> A complete dork. I want to... So one of my favorite things to do is kind of discover people's nerd cred. Like, where is the heart of your nerd cred? Where... Why are you a complete dork? You seem... You, you don't seem like a dork at all, actually. <laughs> I'm the one with, like, toys and crap all Which I love, me. by the way. I, well, you can't see a lot of mine. Uh, let's see if I can... Let me see if I can show you some of the stuff. Oh, here we go. We're going on a tour, everybody. Oh, look at this. We got Star Wars. I've, I've got my I've got my Firewatch Christmas card. I know you can't see the little star on top of the tree. That's adorable. Um, I've got my I Rebel. Mm-hmm. I've got my my little card from my bestie. I've got this that says "Do no harm, but take no shit." <laughs> uh, I've got this one that says "First I drink the coffee, then I do the things." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need and that one. I've got, I've got this one that says, words, in my humble opinion, are the most inexhaustible source of magic we have from Albus Dumbledore. I freaking love it. And I had a figment uh, dragon up in the corner, but my daughter stole it. <laughs> That's my wife's like favorite thing. Figment, oh, really? the imagination dragon. Yes. Oh, that I just we went for went to Disney World for our, our honeymoon and I had never even heard of this before. And it's like her childhood <laughs> thing. So you guys should you guys should cook up for coffee. Or We're best already. Obviously. Um, yeah, my, my daughter will sometimes come in and do auditions with me. Like, I have to hold her on my hip, and she'll have the headphones on, and it squishes her face, and it's really mm-hmm. cute. But then I had the dragon <laughs> up there, like, giving me inspiration, and she was like, Dragon! Dragon! Mama, I want dragon! So I was like, how do I say no to that? Right. How um, old is she? She's two. Aww. Are yes. you having more? Uh, no. Uh, well, I have an older one, but... Uh, that 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 yeah. is all? Uh, fun fact I was actually pregnant with my eldest uh, during a session for The Walking Dead and I went into labor get out of here yeah Yeah. okay so that's what people should do because we we have a six month old now but I'm still like trying uh, my wife went a week overdue which I mean every moment and she had convinced herself that she was going early so er like all the scams were like this baby's going to be enormous you're definitely going to have it early like don't don't tell people that everybody if if yeah just anticipate lateness because that 
I was carrying my phone around me at work, uh, anticipating a call. And of course, it happens a week later in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. But I didn't tell her to go ahead and start reading lines from The Walking Dead. Maybe we just maybe she would have gone late. Just your face by a metal pipe. You know, it just, <laughs> it just happened like that. Were you screaming? <laughs> like, was it, a, was it an intense scene or was it just kind of like reading, reading some lines? Uh, did you play the DLC? 400 no. days? No. Okay. So it's it was on my uh, iPad. Okay. I haven't got to it. I they, I played two characters, but one of the characters I played was named D, and I'm not going to give the spoiler, but uh, she gets basically... her head bashed in. <laughs> well, there's that. Rest uh, in peace. Uh, it's pretty yeah. old. I think we're fine. Yeah. What's your yeah. rule on spoilers, by the way? Do you have like a like a hard set rule? Because I had a, a long conversation about even what constitutes a spoiler. There's something that happens in The Force Awakens that I've had many conversations of whether or not that was a spoiler. It's like basically two words. And you can't not see that on Twitter. Yeah. Where do you come down on the on the spoiler talk? My friends know the stuff. Yeah. I'm like I said, complete dork, right? Yep. So like my friends know the stuff. And when I'm talking with people in a in a more public setting, I try to not spoil. Mm-hmm. But like listen, four hundred days has been out for four years now, so that's kind of on you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean and I, it's funny because I say it's on my iPad. God, it's I don't even know where that thing is. Like, am I am I actually going to get to this thing? So, do you play do you play games on the side too? Are you able to participate? Like, like so where does that so come in? here's here's part of my dorkdom. Um, I dorkdom. learned to play. <laughs> I learned to play video games like Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda and all these like amazing games on the old school NES, mm-hmm. right? That had the flat paddles. Love it, yeah. But I learned to play like this. Of course, yeah, just over but top. I could run really fast and then jump without having to stop running really fast, mm-hmm. right? Smart. So when they came out and it was all this, I was like, ah, and I <laughs> and I freaked out. <laughs> and so I'll watch playthroughs. Yeah. Um, but I, I I I'm a terrible gamer. Mm-hmm. It's not possible to die in Firewatch, and I think I died in Firewatch. <laughs> Found a way like that one cliff <laughs> that you could actually fall off. <laughs> You just and then you right. found Delilah, and then she's just there. You actually found <laughs> it. That's incredible. That, so do you have anything coming up that you're able to to talk about at all? Like, uh, or is well, everything Destiny top 2, secret? Destiny 2 just came out, mm-hmm. which is good. I have a, a nice meaty role in that. Um, there's another game coming out any day now, I think, called Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Mm-hmm. It's another little indie. Um, it looks really cool. It's, it's kind of a, a, a tour through Americana. You know, in the in the early, turn of the century. Nice. Um, more storytelling, um, kind of the interactive movie type of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. which I really love. Interactive uh, movie is probably a better. Like, we need something better than Walking Simulator. Yeah. Do you have yeah. something that we can just like start right now? Interactive uh, th- movie. I guess you just said that, didn't you? That was a stupid <laughs> ass question. But you know, it's funny when when The Walking Dead came out, everyone hammered it for not being a game. Right. You know, and they were it like, starts, it sparked that conversation. What is a game? Yeah, which which I think is so cool because it can be so many different things to so many different people. You can have your MOBAs. You can have your your first person shooters. You can have your your role playing games. You can have, you know, mm-hmm. a walking sim. Yeah, you can have a, an interactive movie. And I think like, God, isn't that great? Like, how many times have you been watching a movie and been like, no, 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 go that way. I want to see what's over there. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Totally. I, I just think it's really I think it's beautiful. I think it's also grown with like gamers as we as we get a little older and you know we a lot of us started in the same place playing NES but now we're you know time is different. Time the availability mm-hmm. of time is different. We have we we have jobs. We can buy all the games that we want, but who <laughs> but the you hell have kids. who the hell has time for <laughs> Destiny? Like I yeah. seriously and I 
I played the crap out of that for about a week and a half. And I'm having trouble thinking like, am I able to, to go back to that? So I think that yeah. talking about that blue dot hurling through space, there's just been, you know, the right conditions existed for life to spark. And the same thing, life that the, the right conditions have existed now for all these different types of games. People have grown up with the, the same old, same old. Um, the time crunch is a little different. The availability of, of talent and learning from previous games on the developer side. So I love like these types of conversations because it allows us that quick second to go, this is pretty great. Every time that we bitch about a game, it's, it's still pretty fantastic. Right. We're still here on this pale blue dot. I freaking love it. Through space. Is there a uh, is there a particular type of game that kind of, like when you see pop up you go, "Yep, I connect with that." Versus I any other really kind of genre? wanted really wanted what remains of Edith Finch. Oh I yeah, wanted that, but it came out right as the strike hit, and I think they went non union. Mm-hmm. I was I was devastated by that one. Mm-hmm. That was like that's my one like. Oh, I wish I'd gotten that. Um, I love narrative games. Yeah, I, I really like, and they're not the most popular. You know, I, I've gotten more um, followers from Destiny Two than you know pretty much anything else to date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the narrative stuff. I love being able to dive in and and explore a character and really see what's making them tick and what's driving the story. Um, not that first person shooters aren't fun because they sure can be, although they're hell on your voice. But um, I've had, I, I, there was a a session I did a couple years ago for a game that is out now where there's a ton of different playables you can choose, but they didn't want to localize. And so, uh, it was just a bunch of grunts and growls and barfs and screams. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. I yeah. literally like chomp on an apple and then like no. in the and I was pregnant and uh, my throat was bleeding, like just bleeding by the time I left. What in the world? Uh, I was supposed to go to a, a, a session for this grocery store that I've been doing. I had to cancel that, which is my bread and butter. Yeah. I mean, listen, and here's here's God's honest truth. Like, I love video games. I love working in video games. They do not pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Do not bills they're fun and they're great and you get to interact with people and you know fans and whatnot they they don't pay yeah um so to have to cancel a commercial session which is my bread and butter which does pay my mortgage um you know i know it sounds like oh poor you i'm so sorry not even a little bit it took me five days to get my voice back and any day i don't work is Mm -hmm. a day i don't get paid i took eight days of maternity leave Good God, what is the matter with you? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, if I don't work, I don't get paid. Mm -hmm. I don't get time off. I don't get sick days. And this is the life I chose, and I love it. Mm -hmm. But but there's a lot of vitriol right now about the strike. Um, There was a big article that came out uh, featuring Ashley Birch, which was a brilliant article, but it's very easy to see us, voice actors, as entitled and... Uh, money grubby and whiny, but I'm I'm just trying to put like a human face to this. That's yeah. why it's such a big deal. Because if like I have friends who've had to have nodes removed from their vocal cords because of these screaming sessions. Oh my god! And they're out of work for months. Yeah. If they ever get their voice back. Mm-hmm. So you're so basically if- working like on a high rise building without any safety equipment before. Like, is that kind of the the goal of the strike was to like establish maybe a little bit of. And you're part of a union already, so I'm not sure yeah. what is different in, 
from that perspective of what is required of you? Is there a, a maximum recording session time or things like that that so exists now? Most video game sessions are four hours. Yeah. Um, but you try screaming grenade for four straight hours and tell me how you feel. I can't even do this for four hours without uh, having my voice go. It's really hard. Um, it sounds ridiculous, but I promise you, if you have to die, here's another session. I had to die by, I was also pregnant, alien attack, Okay. Um, electrocution, mm-hmm. uh, death by fire, falling off a cliff, mm, getting shot, um, sword through the gut, mm-hmm. uh, sword through the head. Uh, um, I already talked about falling off a cliff, um, <laughs> getting hit by a, a like a car, yeah, uh, like twelve different ways of dying, and I had to do each scream a three second, a six second, and a nine second scream. Each scream nine seconds. Each scream five times. Oh my gosh! So you add that up, and by, I mean, again. <laughs> how does it even sound good by the last one? Like, how does it even sound like, like anything There's, at all? They don't care. <laughs> right, right. As long as they get what they want, they don't care. Mm-hmm. And like towards the end of it, like if you sound exhausted, if it doesn't sound great, that's fine. We'll just post production. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll add it. We'll do it in post. And I work with a lot of really great directors who do care. Right. And who do limit the the number of screams that they'll make you do or they'll cut it into two two hour sessions which is one of right. the things from strike. Um, but even still doing that for two hours is really friggin' hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I most, most producers at this point understand, uh, the vocal stress aspect of it and they understand, okay, well clearly you have other jobs that you have to do. So we'll try to take it easy. Yeah. Some yeah. could care less. Did and it, that's I'm really sorry. Dis- was it something that just like needed to be brought up? Like, was there, was there more, of a of a force that needed to be pushed behind this thing to to affect that change like was was the strike kind of a last i guess it it always is a last resort but is that what yeah, was it was a last resort we didn't want to strike yeah. we love work mm-hmm. um but they weren't listening right. you know the and i think in fairness um there's good people on both sides Sissy. there's absolutely good people <laughs> no there are and and you know, it I sucks think, that we can't even say that anymore. Like, what a, I hate that that is a joke now okay. that we can't say. It. But of course, yes, in most cases, that should be the right thing to say. But a lot of my friends are developers. A lot mm-hmm. of my friends work for these game companies, and they're getting shit pay too. Yeah. And so I think the the higher ups are worried that if the actors' strike was successful, if we were able to get bonus payments, right, that their devs would unionize, and honestly, they should. Right. Because um, they're getting screwed mm-hmm. eight ways from Sunday. And uh, and that's not fair to them either. How closely to the movie business do you see the video game business coming when it when it gets that? You probably get this all the time, but I'm. No, it's it's fascinating because they try to tell us that they are a technology business. Right, right. But not entertainment at all. Right. They behave like an entertainment. Right. Business, and they want entertainment dollars. And if you look at the money. Video games are more successful than movies and television combined. Mm-hmm. Is that what maybe allows them to say it's not entertainment because it's in a whole other league that, that pushes it to to those dozens of people on the train going to Silicon Valley that like, you know, there's a whole other realm of, of revenue over there that is uh, way above what we see in entertainment. Sure. I think it's and, BS, and- but... And there is a massive amount of technology involved right. in, in video games. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all zeros and ones. Yeah. Right. But 
uh look at cg i was just gonna say lord of the rings <laughs> you know um so it's uh, again like i a lot of my dear friends are devs and i love them mm-hmm. and a lot of my dear friends are voice actors and i love them too and i think there are really valid points on both sides there really are yeah um i just want us all to be taken care of mm-hmm. you know there's there's a propensity right now to say like yeah, you talk for a living. Congratulations. You want more money for that? I do. Yeah. I want to be able to pay my rent. I think that's I so ig- ignorant, though. Like, you could say that well, about anybody. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you take anybody's job and just reduce it to nothing. And you go, sure. you get paid for that. And the grass is always greener. Of course. It, 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 it's always. And, and I love my job. I love wait a minute, my wait job. Wait a minute. I'm not really sure. Do you like your job? <laughs> I can't. I love my job. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's afforded me, you know, a lot of a lot of joy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love it with all my heart. I, I think there's room for improvement. And I was going to ask I, you about that. What's next then? What's where? where so I feel like this is maybe uh there there's always compromise neither mm-hmm. side got exactly what they want but i think that we're moving i can still feel like this momentum that we're being carried into a new space what's what's next what's possible for for the development and for uh the talent that's involved with it too um you know that's a that's a huge question yeah that's a really huge question i think there's a part of it that maybe um you know developers don't necessarily <laughs> they like one of the devs uh, uh, on the on the struck list, told Tara Strong, who mm-hmm. is Tara fucking Strong, um, that a trained monkey could do our job. Oh, sweet! And so, I think maybe seeing <laughs> how people responded to the strike, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens when a lot of the non-union stuff comes out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Realizing that you know, listen, number one. If you're going to hire me for my fucking social media, that's because people like me enough to follow me um, because they like something I've done and they identify with some characters that I've done. That's talent. That's not a trained monkey. Right. Or two, <laughs> you're going to then insult me, but then want to hire me for this? Yeah. There's, there's got to be a middle ground somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, I swear a lot. So I just realized you're probably going to have to bleep out all the shit. No, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> won't. But I'm not right <laughs> <laughs> not right now. Darn thing down, right sissy. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just I think there's a level of respect that has to happen on both sides. Yeah, true. for sure. Um, I, again, every voice actor I know knows how hard the dubs work. Right. Like yeah. we see them, we hear about crunch, um, and yep. we're not we're not asking for a larger piece of the pie. That mm-hmm. was never the that was never the question. We're just saying like. Like I said earlier, I love making video games. It doesn't pay the bills. So mm-hmm. make it interesting for me. Mm-hmm. And also give me protection. So if there was one of the sticking points also was that uh, for a mocap shoot, we would show up and there would be no stunt coordinators on set. Right. So Phil Lamar, who's Phil friggin' Lamar, showed up to a thing <laughs> where he was supposed to be hanging off a scaffolding. Yeah. And he literally built the scaffolding and he was supposed to be up there in a mocap suit and there was no stunt coordinator. Well, it's fake. It's video games. Right. But like that's that's bananas. Yeah. Like that is putting literally putting my life at risk. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's one of the things they acquiesced on, which is great. Um, You guys are so entitled. I do (laughs) even hear yourself speak right now. (laughs) But you mentioned crunch and I I, it's frustrating to me is like I have I don't have a like a, a dog in the fight. 
I don't have any say, I don't have any influence on it, but for me, it seems silly that because of crunch, you can't have safe working environments. You can't have, like, why don't you work on that too? Like, why can't there be another discussion that talks about crunch and how insane that is and how that's like ruining lives, you know, like, but this opened up that discussion and they didn't want it to. Right. Want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, listen, I'm speaking as, a, as someone way down on the ladder. Sure. I'm so far down on the ladder. But uh, um, the, it, it, it is a discussion. And, you know, Amy Hennig put out this brilliant piece mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago about the dangers of crunch and, and what it's doing to the community. And she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is something that we need to take a good hard look at ourselves for, you know, I, I mean, listen, I, like I said, I came from a world where I was working 120 hours a week. Mm-hmm. That was my crunch, but that yeah. was every week. Constant. It was constant. It was shit pay. Yeah. I had stock options, but the company tanked. So yeah, great. Fucking, you know, yeah, here's your monopoly money. Yeah. So it's like, uh, there's, there, there are discussions that need to happen. And, right. and, and again, <laughs> as we are hurtling through space, <laughs> right? You know, what is it? What's it worth? Right. What's it worth? And it's interesting too. going back to another topic we were discussing before, like, why does it take Amy freaking Hennig to finally have somebody listen? Like it has to, it has to be somebody who's the number one, like within the top five talents, one of the top five creators in the business for anybody to pay attention to. It's almost like I, because so I nobody in, wants to listen to whiners. That's true. That's you do get you get you get tired of of hearing people whine. That that's that's and I think the other part too is that as soon as somebody said it's called crunch, it gave us a word to familiarize ourselves with it, and we think that we understand it, but we don't. And I sort of compare it to cancer in a lot of ways where. Uh, everybody knows cancer. Everybody knows about it. They know, they think they know what it's about. But until you see somebody go through a journey, until you see somebody like waking up the next day after a, a chemotherapy treatment, you have no idea. And we have no idea what crunch is like. We don't know what it's like to go back to home to your family after sleeping at the office for two weeks straight, like things like that. And even yeah. describing it doesn't quite do it. So it's, you know, it's, I'm frustrated on behalf of people in that position. And I, I empathize with you because it sucks screaming from the rooftops going like, this isn't good. And then people going, look at you at the top of your ivory tower. You're, you're fine up there. And yeah, you just, you just want to affect some change. It's, it's it's been really vitriolic. Um, you know, even this article that came out with Ashley, um, Ashley is one of the kindest, just loveliest people on planet earth. Mm. I mean, she really is just a beautiful soul and the comments on this thing are just awful. And you know, I, it's interesting because again, I, I really try not to read the comments because they're hateful Mm -hmm. most often and very mean. Um, but as a union, we need to know what we're in for. Yeah. We need to know if we'll have the public support for, you know, some things and, and not others. And, and, uh, you know, it's dicey. Yeah. How, how, this is the last question before I, I've been very appreciative of your time this morning. Where, what, like, how do you divide your time to, I got an addition for a thousand things. I've got the jobs that I've that I've signed up for. And there's this also sort of like movement part. Like how are you, are you an active member even now? Active voice trying, that's a terrible pun. Um, <laughs> 
in the movement for you know better conditions and, and moving towards a better environment for everybody involved how, how are you able to balance all of that it's it's hard um yeah. and i'm not as active as like courtney taylor and and you know phil lamar and some of these other people i've got i've got a young family and uh yeah, and course. that takes that takes the largest chunk of my of my pie um but I also have a thriving career and I work a lot and I audition a lot and I just try to fit it all in before I collapse at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who needs sleep aids when you just work hard all day and you just kind of oh, like fall horizontal man. at some point. Sissy, we'll it. close out as if people didn't already know, where can they find you on, on Twitter and what are some things you'd like them to, to check out? As well, just out? find Sean bagging Firewatch. And I'm yeah, sure. exactly. You'll find uh, yeah, any, any no. Firewatch hate thread. <laughs> you'll probably see me somewhere in there as, no. Yo, yo mama 69 is my handle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, sometimes underscore I'm, in between. Some, you know, sometimes. Uh, I'm Sissy Speaks on the Twitters and Instagram, and I have a Facebook page, but I don't really do much. Of Great it, so. plug. Yeah. <laughs> I always love when people do this. Like, I have like a dot com, but like it's under construction. I mean, listen, if you really want to listen to my demos, you can go to sissyjones.com. There it is. Um, you can find my agent's information and, and see my headshots. I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, otherwise, no, I'm, I, you know, I try to respond to people on Twitter, even when they're not being very nice. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like to hear people from people. I like to, I like to chat. Well, thank so, you so much. This was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. And I'm sorry it devolved into, uh, you know, the politics of, of video games. But, um, you know, it's really nice to it's really nice to talk about it. So thank you. Are you freaking kidding me? Sissy Jones, Delilah from Firewatch and a thousand other things. Humans. She played humans on Shadow of War. Thank you so much to Sissy Jones. You know her on Twitter, at Sissy Speaks. Thanks to John Wall for making this happen. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I feel like I really swooped in. And uh, I hope I hope you guys are able to connect and, and do something with Mega Dads as well, because that would be absolutely spectacular. Uh, I love how she, she finishes off with, like, an apology. I, I wanted to know maybe, like, are you sure you're not Canadian, Sissy? You finish off with a thank you and an apology. It's very... That's very Canadian, and, and I would know. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening, watching on YouTube.com slash WeTheNerdy, hitting the thumbs up, subscribing. There's more of this, more if this is your first time. There's more of, more of this kind of stuff, more to come and more to go back into uh, the backlog. It gets, we've got, some, we've got a few gems in there if you guys haven't found those already. Remember, I'm on Twitter, at Sean Capri, Sean, like Connery Capri, like the pants, follow the website. It's not mine, but I write for it, and I and I post this stuff on there. We the nerdy, and you can follow the show at We the Gamercast. If for no other reason than to show your support, I really appreciate it, and it definitely, definitely helps. Just look what um what Sissy and I were talking about today. It people notice, so I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, just hitting that follow, and uh, remember as well, do a couple other shows. I do a Nintendo show with my good friend Bobby Paul's the Nintendo Guru. It's called If We Ran Nintendo on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube.com slash NintendoGuru. And I've already mentioned the Xbox Drive. I'm loving doing this show. If you didn't know, I record it while I drive to work because ain't nobody got time for this many shows for real. Uh, but it's about a half an hour, 45 minutes. It matches my commute time, so hopefully it matches your commute time as well. So that's on uh, iTunes and Google Play, and I do it with Dave Moore. He's at Dayspace. 
if you like, you can consider uh, supporting patreon.com slash make us better. We've got a few new goals on there so you guys can check that out. And thank you. We're going to close this out, guys. Thank you to our artist, new dad or dad again, however you say that, Adam Leonard from Mega Dads and Gary Gray, our video designer, Antonio Guillen from Switch Talk. Uh, this is powered by the Dayspace Network of Independent Podcasts, where you can find other shows such as Nintendo Talk and Character Crunch. Otherwise, everybody, this has been episode 112 of We the Gamer Cast. It's in your ears and your eyeballs. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason, 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 Jason. We end the show with Jason. Bye, Jason. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!